you everybody for joining us here for the 2020 2024 return of a democrat and republican walk into a bar yeah, season two season two there you go <laughs> i am democratic host dr cindy banier Republican host don hartman all right and we have uh, some guests in the audience Ollie's Pub in Cape Coral. Thank you so much, Ollie's, for hosting us. Um, I've got my tasty beverage here. I know a lot of folks have their tasty sandwiches. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. We love supporting small business. So. How was how your New Year, Cindy? Um, Good, good. I actually just had like an impromptu party with some friends and we did like an outdoor movie. We tried the thing where we were trying to um, sync it up with Forrest Gump. So we were having like New Year's Eve with Lieutenant Dan. We missed it by like two seconds, but it was super fun. Nice. That would have been cool. No, yeah. we, we stayed home for New Year's. I had the opportunity uh, after we went on our hiatus. I went up to DC um, with the leadership program we were talking about. Getting Where, bona fides. Yeah, I'm getting the bona fides that we've been talking about that the Democrats thankfully don't do, but the Republicans do. So I got a lot of great training on campaign leadership. Met, met a lot of great people international. We had a student from Ghana, we had a student from Mongolia, and we got the opportunity to go to the International Democracy Union Conference where I met, um, I know her first name is Solana, do not ask me to pronounce her last name. She was the lady, so Belarus. There was an election between the dictator Lukashenko and what was originally her husband, who got arrested. Her wife decided to run for president, and Lukashenko did nothing about it because he was like, a woman can't beat me. Anyway, a woman beat him, and she won, and she is now running a government in exile. And so she was there. I had the opportunity to meet her, uh, Stephen Harper. I also got the opportunity to meet Grover Norquist, uh, which was a great opportunity. He's been He's the reason he is the reason tax taxes tax cuts are the big issue with Republicans. He is right. the one who basically made that the defining issue of our party, for sure. But it was a great, great opportunity and and uh I went home with COVID. So uh there another shocker from a giant <laughs> Republican gathering. Folks are coming home yeah, with COVID. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, we got COVID. maybe some sort of like Treatment, like I don't know something. What is it called? Vaccine. No, I did not. I did not have the vaccine. I didn't get the boosters, though. Anyway. All right. Well, good. I'm so, well, I mean, all jokes aside, I'm, I appreciate anybody who's putting time and effort into working for our country and, and improving themselves. Like, yeah. You're learning to take some leadership and stuff like that. It's, it's, really it's cool. a great opportunity, and definitely, I know that you you want the Democrats to start doing that type of stuff as well. Um, hopefully they don't, but if they do, <laughs> to be honest, you know, we do, do see the National Democratic Training Center, you know, do all sorts of stuff. Um, we just have like less in-person gatherings that cost a lot of money and like less opportunity yeah. for folks in the closet to get on right Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hashtag just <Jose. laughs> All right, so, let's go. so yeah, so yeah, so that's New Year's. Um, oh, there you <laughs> good, yes, and holidays, good Christmas, yeah, good Christmas. We we had a very relaxed day at home, nice, nice. Us too, a little visit from Santa Claus, kids are excited. We did a Christmas movie night, we were like, nice, and did it with all Hallmark. No, 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 no. 
No, I like good Christmas movies. Like? Uh, well, we did, we did Elf. Oh, we did do, I think, I, think it, I didn't see Die Hard. I know my mom saw Die Hard before. I kind of started watching with her. But uh, we did Elf. Elf. Uh, we were Elf. watching Phantom of the Opera was our first one because we were about to it out of Max and we both loved that. So, and that's another two. Mom, um, what were the other two Christmas movies? Oh, yeah, Sean's mom is here, too. What? The Man Who Invented Christmas, so the story of Charles Dickens. Um, it was it was a pretty interesting story, and it was very, very cool how they, like, explored the dynamic of creativity. So it was, like, it was not historically accurate, but it was, like... I thought you knew this. <laughs> yeah, you think, you know, what you're talking about, the themes that we have on the modern Christmas invented by Charles Dickens. Oh, okay. So actually, just note for everybody, Dickens and Budget Christmas are not people. <laughs> it was, first off, what we're talking about is a movie, not her actual movie. Okay. The movie called The Man Again, Man like, Christmas. full of jokes today, because I have an audience who's reacting to me. So. Yeah. <laughs> the best time to do comedy. Exactly. Good. So, where do you start? I mean, because there's, like, is it a last show of the summer? Yeah, beginning of December. So there's quite a bit where we're right before. There's, there's stuff we missed and there's stuff we have to cover. The main thing, what I really want to talk about is the local situation that okay. we're dealing with here in Cape Coral. Obviously, Cape Coral. So we had, a, we had a situation a few weeks ago where the city council decided to bypass the city charter, with uh, which determines their income and raise their income by calling it a stipend. We're taking over a board that was all volunteers. They're like, oh no, we took over this board. I got I know. So now they've just doubled their pay. You know, because they deserve it. You all know we love our city council. They've done all good things for us. Yeah. Um, from the taxpayers. From the taxpayers. So no. Nope. I have no, I don't know if they've even in case you didn't hear, somebody in the audience was asking where they're going to fund that from, and the answer is probably general funds, which will be basically you know, tack it out. another tax, another fee, all stuff that we Republicans hate. Um, and ironically, and again, this is the yeah, real I'll problem. <laughs> I'm glad to hear Democrats also are not fans of higher taxes. That's great to hear. I think there's a wide bipartisan consensus that this. City Council in Cape Coral has been doing things that are wildly unpopular Absolutely. to the people that live in the city, Democrats and Republicans, and it goes to the stipend and the over the board. I think for the Democrats uh, are is more on the participation side. Of course, we care about the financial responsibility part, but it's also like so we're taking over something that had been a citizen input board, yep. and now and they have power consolidation. Yeah. So that was a big concern. Democrats. Oh, of course. Yeah, they took on a lot of citizens advisory boards, uh, many that they had just created. Getting <laughs> guys. Great board. Oh, they're never guys. Not a great board. And they're like, let's just let the staff do it. And the staff's ninety-nine percent of the problem. We 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 talked so much on the show about the issues. What veterans park? Uh, yep. Veteran, not veterans. I mean, the yacht club. Uh, the other one. The yeah. Public outcry. Well, public outcry on that issue. Like the, the the rub of it was not only the people people wanted it, but they had messed up the financing of it years yeah. in advance. Like if they, they were, had yeah. up the maintenance of it, it wouldn't have been such a problem, and they wouldn't have been so in the hole and that yeah, needed they, to sell it. So the great thing is, is um, um next week 
the Republicans are going to be voting on a resolution that I've drafted will not only condemn the city council for this, but it will deny any of the city council members because they are extremely pissed. Um, and so, so we're going to vote on it. If it gets a two-thirds vote, these people will be cut off of the GOP. Wow. We're, we're propo- there's a resolution that will be voted on. The GOP. The, the Lee County GOP. GOP. Yeah. But we're trying to take some action against this because this is, quite frankly, profiteering. This, yeah. is, this is them literally using their office to increase their salary to make more money. Right. They are profiteering after they're off, all their office. So, yeah. So, so, yeah, there's been the J.C. Park, and just in case you haven't heard, the controversy J.C. Park is a smaller park in a community uh, that people like. It's green space, and there's proposals on the table to turn it into, like, a marina slash tiki bar slash food truck extravaganza. And, again, wide bipartisan condemnation. Um, people are worried about that it's going to disrupt the neighborhood and it's profiteering. Huh? And the, and the price tag is oh, yes. Already, fiscally irresponsible, which I didn't even think about. For me, and what we've talked about on the show, is that when I talk about conservatism, we want to return to conserve. For me, it's more about conserving the community. And this part, if you haven't been in a beautiful part, it's a great area to meditate, to be in a relaxing state, turn it into a sort of amphitheater, especially with all the residencies that are right next to it, is is absurd and ridiculous. It's not what the people obviously want. Right. And yet the city council's going through with this. And this is something where they're basically putting the commercialization over the community. They're trying yes. to make, again, more money. Trying to find, because obviously they need to make more money because they're paying themselves more money now. Yeah, they're asking for the money somewhere. Food trucks. Food trucks, apparently, is the answer. You know, food trucks, which is, again, another thing they did. They, they basically blocked out all the food trucks with this ridiculous regulation and giving it all to Gary Albuquerque so we can put his food truck on. So, yeah. <laughs> he really dropped that one. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Gary Abishad, who, by the way, was initially anointed to take over for the Congressional District 19. Yes, that was what, so when I got and started. And then lost in 2012, yeah. We, when I got, it was my first election was Byron Donald's race in 2012. And Gary Abishad was the favorite son. And yep. he got like third or fourth place. And the controversy about the stuff that's there with Cape Coral, yeah. those are just the things that there's like super bipartisan support that are on things that they voted on. We also have, and this is rolling back, and I only remembered it after we doing our 2023 reviews. And by the way, if you haven't seen it, check out our Instagram page. I did a whole reel going through all of the uh, 23 Democratic uh, Republican Bar. And one of the first things at the beginning of last year was the whistleblower from the city manager on uh, anti-LGBT yeah. and racist things that were happening in the council. Mm-hmm. And he had gotten pushed out and then claimed the board protection uh, because on the discrimination at the beginning of last year. That was really. It was. It's it one of those things where there's so many scandals. So many scandals. And you forget, oh, you just, it yeah, it was, I hate to say it, but it was very much like Trump, where you got scandal after scandal after scandal, and you're like, oh, there's still this one. There's still this trial. There's still this trial. Look for that one to come back too, because that's going to end up costing the city millions of dollars. Um, he has found, you know, got, got whistleblower protection, et cetera, and so forth. Not to mention the additional protections that the people who had been discriminated against, uh, as well, would face. Yeah, I think I think a lot of that's going to the problem probably going to stick on Dan Shepard because I think it was the main the main perpetrator accused of stuff. But again, I don't. <laughs> it goes on the tab of the city of Cape Coral. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. 
But he's running for re-election, and if this resolution does not, if the resolution passes, he will do so without Republican support. Well, so it sounds like, folks, the Cape Coral City Council races are wide open. So yes, get please yourself get in yourself there. in there. And there are new candidates. Oh, and don't forget, let's make sure that you actually live in the district that you're running for. <laughs> I'm like Patty coming. This is what I love about this story. Okay, just or, because people know this is very personal for me. Because I was running in that district, in District 4, I announced in January, and then I discovered my, when I was waiting for redistricting, and I discovered I was out of the district, and I had to drop out in April. Patty Cummings ran because I couldn't run because I didn't live in the district. And she also didn't live in the Thank district. Thank you, driver's license. <laughs> well, it makes me yeah. think sometimes, maybe, just maybe, I could be a city councilman. No, you're not <laughs> willing to engage the private You're right. Spot. I know. I have too much integrity. I'm one of the few Republicans left with integrity. I know. There you go. I, I, that, I'm saying that because I'm playing to a Democratic audience. Let's be well, but let's be fair. Cummings was arrested. Yeah. Three felony counts for faking driver's license for basically convincing this woman I think that she owned to allow her to get a driver's license and actually live there. Um, and while those felonies were playing out, Moved her from the city council, and then there was a vote to replace her. In yeah, December. they put in, they put in Richard Carr. Uh, it was surprising because Jennifer Nelson was like that was a big incumbent for that district. And I think the general it was a Democrat, Republican. I think I think the main Senator. opinion was that if she lost the election, she still lost the election, so don't put her back in. That was the, the mentality or mood that I got from council members. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, but Richard Carr, I heard he was a Democrat, but I have no idea. But he came, I think he's come, yeah, we don't know. So that was not much is known about him, but I will say to his credit, he has uh, declined the site. Yes, he has decided not to take the site, and he has the city manager added to the salary. So I am uh, very happy to hear that, and I look forward to speaking to him more and figuring out if he's worthy of our vote, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. I am going to be heavily vetting these candidates. Um, I am considering the super PAC to go after the incumbent council members. That's how pissed I am. Because this is, this is, the fact is, I'm tired of it. I'm tired. And the reason I wanted to run last year was the same thing. We do not have a city council that remembers their job is to serve the people. Shocking. And so when we talk about stuff like J.C. Park and Yacht Club Park, what do the people want? They voice it very clearly, and they're like, yeah, never mind. And even before that, we would get people talking about different zoning issues. I remember there was an area in Dan Shepard's district who was the only one to put no on it, but they were trying to build up this apartment complex in this like two-lane road that curve that would have caused so much traffic, it would have caused God knows how much traffic. And you had a bunch of residents come in saying, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. And they're like, no, let's just do it. They don't care. They don't care what the people want. And that is just, it is, it's beyond frustrating. Regardless of your party, you should at least the representative of your area to do what the people or the majority of the people want. And that's actually why municipal races are nonpartisan races. Yeah. Because it's not supposed to be affected by the party. And yeah. it's not supposed to be as influenced by the party. It's supposed to be more about yeah. folks living in the same area making decisions together. And that's actually one of the main reasons why there's been pushback against making municipal races partisan. 
I'm just going to repeat her question so everybody can hear it on mic. So one of our audience members asking that um, if, you know, this is supposed to be nonpartisan, what are the parties doing uh, saying that they're not going to support people in the public cry? So, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so obviously as a nonpartisan race, the candidates themselves usually do not tell people what their party is. Right. The parties, both Republicans and Democrats, right. do. Yeah. So, for example, we send out, I'm sure you guys do too, pamphlets saying these are the Republicans who are running in these races. Right. And we'll put the Republicans running for city council, except if this resolution passes, John Gunther, Dan Shepard, uh, Keith Long, and I'm drawing a blank on the other name for story, Tom Hayden, if they run, Tom's not, yeah, I've heard Tom's not running either. So, regardless of that. So if any of them decide to run, their names will not be included in those mm -hmm. Republican pamphlets. Republican Party can, the both parties can give fund candidates. Right. Usually if there's not a Republican running in that race, we'll provide funds to those candidates if we need to. We right. can't, even if they're nonpartisan races. Right. So they, the, the fact of the matter is, and I'm very happy that with this resolution is it has teeth. We're not just doing a simple censure or condemnation. We're going to have actual consequences. And then someone also asked about seven islands. From my understanding, they're developing that some sort of hotel, apartment, multiplex complex, mm -hmm. which is going to have some environmental issues as well. And that's the other thing. Again, talking about cons conservative conservatism, part of that is also conservation and conserving our natural environment. And we do have a beautiful um, environmental area here in Cape Coral, and we need to protect it. And we have, this is again, you know, the developers who essentially buy our city governments, not just in Cape Coral, but it's all over. If you're probably yeah. listening from, from a different area of the state or different area of the country, probably happens in your town too. Mm -hmm. The developers have a lot of control because they're the ones who make a financial benefit from government policy. Right. At yeah. least at the and they level. support, they, they give funds to, it's a lot of county commissions, by the way, county commission and city council, because they make decisions on developments and zoning and yeah. property use. Land use as well. So, yeah, and Democrats are big proponents of the environment. Okay, all right. Yeah, so, Cape Coral, I know. So, we got a peanut gallery. So, that's Cape Coral. Any other final words on Cape Coral? I think, uh, I think that's basically it that we need to talk about Cape Coral. Yeah. So, so just so in case anyone didn't get a chance to hear it in our, on the microphone, so there is a park. We had a mayor a few years ago pass away, Joe Copiello, I believe a heart attack. Mm -hmm. um, and they decided to honor a park near Oasis High School. Okay, yeah. It, yeah, it's right next to Oasis High School. It was a park they named Joe Yellow Park in his honor. They just recently did groundbreaking. And from what one of our audience members was saying, it looks horrendous, which I have a real problem with because Joe Copiello was a, was a, did a, quite a lot for our community in the limited amount of time that he, he had to be, be with us um, as our mayor. But... Uh, that is, I, I haven't gotten a chance to see it. Um, and that is, again, we're dealing with. We've had, um, for those that don't know, we had one as a Parks Co podcast uh, a few years ago. This was actually Mayor Copiello's signature achievement. This was a big issue that he wanted to help fund our parks and our communities because we need these parks for our communities. It makes our communities better, it makes a coral better. And so he developed this bond program so we wouldn't have to spend too much of taxpayer dollars that we can have access private investment. So it was a 60 million go bond and it's been mismanaged. We, we've had delays in parks. There's been more money that has to, has, that, that had to have been spent, which is coming out of taxpayer dollars. Mm -hmm. And so it's been, it's been a disaster. 
um, with how they've been handling the parks go on and developing these parks, unfortunately. And then they set up a parks and recreation committee, and then they shut down that committee. So now there's no citizen involvement with these parks. So it's again, and that's the problem. And that's the big problem is rolling back citizen uh, public participation, mm -hmm. and then having it be private. Um, you know, decisions made because this is what makes it right for corruption, to be honest. And this is how corruption festers is, mm -hmm. is when there's that public input, then you can go, oh, my friend Bob's company here is going to do this. And mm -hmm. you just give it to Bob, even if his bid is way overpriced. Yeah. And then maybe Bob gives you a kickback too. Yep. And this happens all. We're just watching, we're watching a story on this exact same thing happening in Miami where people are like giving no bid contracts to their family businesses and people are getting arrested and Francis Suarez is now under a microscope after yep. he decided to spend God knows how much money uh, running for president and now he's like in Qatar at a football game with the donors and lobbyists and you know people are I asking questions it smells like corruption it does. it does maybe he shouldn't have run for president and have the attention focus on him but <laughs> Yeah, he got too big for his britches. Too big for his britches. All right, so matters. let's see. What else did we miss? One thing I did see that there is a tentative agreement to avoid a government shot. Oh. I really didn't want to deal with this again. Yeah, the government's not going to shut down. Yeah. If you remember going back towards the end of last year, there was a, a multiple-part agreement to stop the government from shutting down. Um, and that the second part of that was coming up. And so I think the first part was coming up January 19th. The first part, yeah, yeah, January 19th was the first deadline. So I'm very happy to hear that there might be a tentative agreement. Hopefully, that turns into an actual agreement. Um, again, we do have a problem with the fact that we can only lose two Republican votes. You want to talk about how many Republicans? Are oh my running? God! Well, we had George Santos. Santos was kicked out. Then you had uh, which? Let's face it, that was well deserved. That's fine. Um, you know, at that point, would you? When you lie too much, you have you have to. Hey, you too much for Republicans. Yeah, you know? yeah. Seriously, seriously. You know how bad you have to be. <laughs> anyway, and then there is, uh, I think, Bill Johnson just resigned, yeah. and then another, another. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm okay. sure Matt Gates is happy about that. Oh, you didn't want me to be speaker. Go ahead and go with hey, Matt Gates. Get the bed, and yeah, so. Um, I kind of love it, uh, to be honest. Of course, yeah, no. Super petty. Um, and I just love that it's like <laughs> he did the right thing of like making sure the government didn't shut down, and then they they booted him out. And he's like, great. Well, I guess I'll just resign, and then you guys can figure this out. Yeah. So now they went from what a five vote five vote majority to a two vote majority, which does unfortunately mean the ra the insane. I can't even remember the phrase. The, the terrorist caucus. No. <laughs> the fascist caucus. The inmates are running the asylum. Thank you, Mom. <laughs> the inmates are running the asylum. Yeah. Fantastic. Yes. No, I'm not too. I'm way honest. I'm not too happy about that either. But hopefully, we can sort of deal that. Actually, my partisan support, so we don't have to worry about those two Republicans. That's what I feel it is. So yeah. We'll 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 see. I mean, that's. I just literally saw a headline as I walked in. So hmm. with that, what else? Uh, we had Nikki Haley uh, crapping the bed on slavery, apparently. Okay. To be honest, I would not expect nothing less of a governor of South Carolina. I think, like, he would have died on the problem, The problem is Nikki's a coward. And she is too, she is too worried about people on the far right 
to still think that the Confederates are heroes, even though they're traitors. Uh, and so she should I mean, she tried to clarify it and walk it back later. Um, but that was always she, she was, yeah, no, it did not, no, it didn't work out too well. Just the Biden campaign, and then she did another gap where she was in New Hampshire saying, and I mind you, she doesn't need, not really running in Iowa, but basically said New Hampshire corrects Iowa, which pissed off all the Iowans. So there's that. And then we're going to have a debate, and it's just going to be Nikki and DeSantis. So it's the two of them. This is the worst reality show ever. I know. It, like, I am so over the, the presidential primary for the Republicans because Donald Trump is beating everybody and, hand yeah. over fist. Um, I'm praying for a miracle in Iowa, honestly. It's like some yeah, random upset that this is. It's over. like a bizarre, you know, bachelor who gets the rose. And then you're gonna have a fake proposal at the end. Like, no, this is not. Yeah, I'm over it. Um, yeah, none of them it's are exhausting. very good. Yeah, it's exhausting. Um, and God, Look, and we'll, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if there's any upsets in the first three states. But if he scoops all three, yeah, I don't I mean no. You you guys are this two of them. Uh, he's your guy. Um, so that's gonna be fun for all of you guys and all of us. Oh, sure. oh let's but let's let's talk about what our dear leader said a few times in terms of what he's going to do on like the first day. Mm-hmm. He's only gonna be dictator for the day. Yeah, so at least just a day. Just a day. This is I know he was he, at least he thinks he was joking, but at the okay. end, I, I think he's joking. I, it's not, it's not funny to me though. It's not funny <laughs> to me. <laughs> the thing that Trump said, we would cry because it's literally the threatening of our democracy. Um, and I don't know if you've been keeping up with our good pal, uh, General Michael Flynn up in Sarasota. Nope. But he's been, him and Steve Bannon have been all over various uh, right-wing media, including InfoWars and Alex Jones, especially getting people prepared for a civil war. And he wants to turn his digital army into real soldiers, talking about getting them armed. Um, and let's not forget who Mike Flynn had oh, a significant hand in helping. We are doing this again. <laughs> we say it every single time. Mike Flynn reported the slate of leaders at the Leo, Leo GOP and Collier GOP. Forget what's going to happen right now in Collier County when General Mike Flynn calls his troops to arms. I don't say I haven't heard anything on our end about militarization of like our members into a civil war. So uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. I think too. I think we have too many old people in our Republican Party. I mean, I don't really think they got to be too much on the fighting force. It does. No, it does. And I don't. I don't like the fact that uh, General Flynn is a representation of our party. I don't like that type of stuff. Again, we've talked about this many times about the issues of violence on, you know, yeah. in general. We're so divided. The reason we do this show is because we are so divided as a country. We're we're almost so violent. Against each, each of us, we're, we're, and it, it is both sides. So we can debate on who has point is. Is that that's not that's not doing it at all. That's the point, and so that's why we do this show so we can have this communication in a, in a civil and reasonable matter without trying to beat each other up or call each other socialist and fascist. 
Thanks for that, socialist. And, and I hope you know. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> joking and stuff. We got a crowd and stuff. We're trying to make it a bit. Yeah. I mean, that is why we do the show. It is to have a dialogue. And so there is a discussion. So we're trying to find a common ground. It's not a nice find common ground yeah. quite frequently, because especially around Cape Coral. Yeah. When it comes to Cape Coral and local issues, I think we find a lot more common ground because we both care about this community. Absolutely. So, yeah. So we have also the Iowa caucus are coming up. Um, so I you think that Trump's going to just to win that one? I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but that's so he shouldn't after the comment, but which comment we can get over it on the gun. Yeah. So there's a shooting in Perry, Iowa. Yeah, that was pretty, yeah. pretty bad. I haven't read that one, but so but so the other situation with Trump, and of course, is that he is on the ballot in some states, but has recently been thrown yeah. off. So he called Colorado, the Supreme Court in Colorado, heard significant testimony and decided that it was the case that Trump had participated in insurrection and ergo. 15th Amendment is not qualified for the ballot in, in Colorado. In Maine, the Attorney General in Maine has the ability, Secretary like a judge, I'm sorry, the Secretary, Secretary of State, State has the ability to um, determine the same type of determination. So there wasn't a trial per se, but they, um, yeah, but, but in Maine, they, uh, the Secretary of State determined the same thing that there was an insurrection and Donald Trump was responsible, so he was thrown off. Um, Michigan determined that there wasn't Michigan uh, remains on the ballot. Trump has now appealed to the Supreme Court yep. in the Colorado case and is in the process of appealing the main one as well. So what are your thoughts on that? So I think what tends to be forgotten in the Fourteenth Amendment is Section 5, which is Congress is the enforcing body of the amendment. And the only law that currently exists, the only statute that currently exists, says that there has to be a conviction of a crime. Since Trump hasn't yeah. been convicted of a crime, per congressional authority, which is per Section 5, he is not an insurrectionist. Um, so that is why I think the Supreme Court is going to rule against these. Um, I, think it, I, think it's, <laughs> I think it was uh, Alina Habibi got on, on uh, camera at Fox News and reminded the three Supreme Court justices that Trump appointed that who was the boss. Okay. I think that's what overturned. Really? Just because Trump appointed, that Trump appointed, what's he going to do? Unappoint them? I don't know. Now they, they have the judges. Too. They have jobs. They have <laughs> jobs. them and their they family. The job. No, he's not. When has he ever killed anyone? Jesus. We went to the yeah. extreme from there. So he would do whatever a mob boss would do. I mean, reminding somebody who made you, that's a that's a very easter thing to do. That, Fine, but again, they've made they made them into the area where they're they've made it to the highest peak, and they can't go down. There's like they're kind of like yeah, okay. I don't get impeached. Like, hey, Supreme Court, remember who got you there when you're reading that reading that case? I mean, who does that? Uh, yeah. It's definitely not something they should have. She should have done. Ziggler, did we talk about the Zigglers? Oh yes, let's talk about this. We haven't talked about this since this happened, have we? Okay. Okay, yes, we do need to talk about. What happened afterwards? The day before we had um, the story came. Up. Basically, uh, Ziegler has been a naughty, naughty boy. He has uh, been engaging in threesomes uh, with his wife and another individual. He is alleged accused of rape and voyeurism 
Oh my God, mom. <laughs> His mom just like audibly gasped. Yes. <laughs> my mom does not follow politics. She just gets all of her news from me. And no, I have not told her about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't find out about this either. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Yeah. So, so yeah, it was consensual polyamory. Yeah. We'll put it in our time. Yeah. Which again, if they want to be polyamorous, that's fine. Be publicly the first Republican polyamorous chairman. That, that's that's all great, but then he's you know. Why Bridget Zayler is one of the co-hosts of Mom for Liberty, yeah. who's also notoriously anti-LGBT. Yes, exactly. So and Christian Zayler, if we haven't made this clear, is chairman of the Florida Democratic Party. Oh, I really wish he was the chairman of the Florida Democratic Party. Trust me, trust me. But he is. He is. He is He's our current man. chairman. He is our current chairman. He's a current chairman. He has been stripped of power, so Evan Powers is acting as chairman right now. And there is going to be a vote to uh, remove him from the party. So there is a Republican. So no $10.4 million golden parachute? No, he is. At, that's, the, that's, that's what's going to be really pissing people off. Here's the thing. Let's talk about this. Because he's pissed a lot of people off about this. Okay? He could have resigned in his face. But he was like, I'll resign, but you have to give me a $10.4 million golden parachute jump ship. And the and the Republicans who were willing to support him jumped it from him very quickly after that. He basically signed his own death warrant by asking for money. And I thought it was a bond move. It was. It was. It's like I'll end this nightmare for you, but you got to pay me off. Yeah. And at this point in time, it's been every major Republican in the state of Florida has come out and said there is pretty much consensus within the part the the RPOF is made up of a state committee man, a state committee woman, and the party chairman of each of the counties. Okay. And there's pretty much consensus amongst all of them that he needs to go and that we need to have an election for a new. DeSantis can't, can't remove him. He could remove the wife. If there, no, he there would have to be some sort of crime or legal. She, so the wife is so Hitler is an official on the school board of Sarasota as well, and yes. she's not guilty of her crime. And I think he's not accused of a crime either, but the, the governor can remove elected officials, as we've seen. Yeah. Which, which we shouldn't be doing, which we, we don't. Which of course, we shouldn't be doing. And members, including my good friend, um, from the Broward County School Board right. as well. So in theory, he could. And Patty Cummings, of course. Wow. And Patty Cummings. Oh. But, so, but there has to be, there has to be, there, the statute determines that there has to be precedent. It's loosely defined. Um, but there has to be some sort of political uh, precedent in the legal sense. She hasn't isn't being accused of crime or suspected of that. No, in theory, she's just a hypocrite. Yes, it, it is. It's hypocritical, and that's a big criticism from a lot of Republicans. But a lot you of know, people watch videos. It's the first thing that people have said. There are videos. Oh. By the way, yeah. which apparently she did not consent to. Which is called the video voyeurism. Yes, yeah, so that's so he could be he could be a, he could be facing criminal. This is this is unfortunately been an embarrassment for the Republican Party, and I'm very thankful that our uh, my fellow Republicans in leadership are trying to take action to remove him because that's the right thing to be standing by someone who is this hypocritical, who is going over and saying let's let's uh, ban these books and and you know address the take on these don't say the yeah. <laughs> And then going over and then, yeah, but I'm polyamorous, which is I think one of the pluses of the LGBTQ pluses. Yeah, wonderful. It's one of the extreme matters. No, and and let's be clear, outing folks who are not uh, out is not cool. 
Um, and people who are engaging in consensual adult sexual activity yeah. is that is their business, according to my opinion. Uh, but rape is disgusting in its crime. Yep. Videotaping sexual acts is disgusting in its crime. So, um, you know, and unfortunately, Bridget Ziegler, by got pulled into all of this, and it was her own hypocrisy that kind of led to the outcry against her. So, as much as we can laugh about some of the critical things, I just want to like really hit that part home is like we do it, yeah the heinous crimes part is the part that we can all agree on that is unacceptable yeah. the the allegations are rape are very serious and yeah. they need to be taken seriously again there are allegations right now he's still innocent proven guilty but i think the reason the republicans want to take action now is because one this is not what we want to focus on in 2024 we want to focus on trump's problems not Siegel's problems and the is, this this broadcast, uh, this show, we've actually listened or talked about Ziegler before. Ziegler, when he came in in the beginning of 2023, uh, mm. he came in saying he's going to eliminate all Democrats. Do you take literally? Well, and so did he. To be honest, he said, oh, well, why wouldn't you be aggressive? So I was, I was very upset, as were many other people, about this very charged, uh, forthright, borderline violent rhetoric against his party. I, I, mean, his I don't think you actually mentioned in a violent way. Oh, sure. No. It's like Trump didn't mean go march on Congress. Peacefully march on Congress. Yeah, no, he didn't say go in there and stop him. But, you know, like, yeah, go give him help. Like, so, yeah, like, you don't mean it, like, get called on it, right? So, until we're like lined up in concentration, it's not, it's not serious, right? We're not right? Gonna you in concentration you, the slippery slope is slippery. is lining up to that. And that's where the point of saying when you have leaders and people who are in high positions that are talking violent rhetoric, we need to call because there is only a step. And we're not even like, we're not talking like, oh, maybe someday. No, that violent rhetoric has come to terms. That violent rhetoric has happened on January 6th. Our very own Hurricane Coast, proud boy, Christopher Whirl, after evading police and FBI for six weeks, was finally sentenced to 10 years in prison for bear spraying police on January 6th. This is not rhetoric that has no consequence. We have agreed on the fact that we, we need this rhetoric toned down. I think we disagree that this is going to be like the sort of nightmare scenario where we're going to be like rounding people up and to concentration camps. I hope we never get to that point. And I don't think it's going ridiculous is avoids us from getting there. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Okay. If you're using hyperbole to show that, that, that that's not where we're wanting to go. I agree. That's not where we're wanting to go. We do need we to also don't to want to, you know, that's again why we do this show. Women be charged with, you know, abusing a corpse for having a miscarriage, like is being in Ohio. Yeah. We don't want women being forced to birth babies that are non viable with no head, like was going to happen in the Katie Cox case in te Texas. There are real life consequences to the policies, to the rhetoric that's made, and that's why we need to talk about it. I understand, especially from what I've been um, very concerned about there is there's not clear definition to protect the health. These two cases are situations that might be are viable exceptions to abortion prohibition. Uh, again, as we've talked about multiple times, I am pro-life, but I understand the issue with abortion, especially when it comes to government control over the body, yes. because it creates a dangerous precedent. That was that was one of those times where, like, there was a clash. Yeah. Freedom, 
body autonomy and freedom. Yeah, this is the thing that I don't like about this abortion debate is that to me, it's we're dealing with the right of different, two separate, but uh, I don't want to use this term, but separate but equal situation. When you're dealing with the right of the the fetus to have life, I know, I'm not, I was like, as I was saying it, I was like, crap, I'm going to have to use this because what I mean. Not in that separate but equal, but. And this is what I'm talking about is the right to life of the fetus, which I believe does have a right to life, and the right of the mother to the right of anyone, quite frankly, to have control over the body. And so you have two clashing rights. And that is, it's, you can't really reconcile that. You can only have one or the other, which is what I hate about Just the like abortion. Just like you can't issue. reconcile having a thriving community in fiscal conservatism. Yes, yeah. Like we have to have fiscal conservatism. We shouldn't. Or, or people, or you know, people who want, if you want to make sure JC Park is the stays in the community park, don't elect people who want to run the city as a business and are thinking about how to make it make a profit. Maybe running government as a business mm-hmm. is not a good idea. Nope. I know I agree with this. I actually do agree with this. I think that this is something that um, I see we see a lot, especially with Republicans. You've got business people running because they think that they have this knowledge and skill set. But different entirely different entity when you're dealing with with business which is having literally talk about profit and making revenue and spending efficiently and yes that does have a lot to do with running a government but you're not always going to be able to be efficient because of what the people need and what the people want what jobs there are to do you need people who know about water about air pollution and who knows how to teach history at public universities yeah it's kindergarten Oh, but borders. they also need people who are good at accounting. And they work for the government, too, because keep in mind, the federal government is the largest single employer in the entire country. And in any given jurisdiction, it is usually the municipal and county governments that are also the major employer. Yeah. And that is true here in Southwest. Oh, yeah. It used to be with all, when we used to be an all basically the only people who voted were the city employees because they were the only ones who knew what was going on and they were directly affected. And what happened? It was their jobs. It was their job. Yeah, their jobs were literally on the line based on who 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 was the on. And so, and then we of course thankfully moved to even year elections. We have more public participation because odd year elections no one expected you. And this is going to really affect the upcoming election with all these city council members and all the negative press that is on them and will continue to be on them if I can help it. What is aside from the presidential election, which always boosts the out. Florida has now reached the threshold to put abortion on the ballot. We have 910,000 signatures that have been verified. There's going to be an estimated couple hundred thousand more. There is a Supreme Court hearing coming up on February 7th at 10 to talk about the language and making sure that it's consistent. We already have word that Attorney General Ashley Moody is going to try to fight it against what a lot of Republicans want, from what I understand as well. But otherwise, the group of folks uh, led by Floridians Protecting Freedom and other organizations such as Democratic Women's Club and uh, National Organization of six months, by the way. Over 1.5 million signatures to get across the threshold and beat the rejection rate because up to 20 to 30 percent of them are rejected based on things with people's signatures, voter yeah. registration, and oh, duplicates, like that. Duplicates, duplicates. Like that. Yeah, no, and, and look, I'm pretty impressive organization. Um, I am perfectly okay with this being on the ballot. I don't like the fact that, yeah, you're right, it's going to bring out more Democratic turnout. It's going to make our job as Republicans harder, which I'm trying to bring up to my party, 
quite often that we need to start treating the Democrats as they come here as a threat. Nah, no, no, no. Just you guys, doesn't uh, want me. Just keep hanging out. Just like it's cool. We're not we're not a big deal. He's <laughs> laughing nervous. They're gonna get me. <laughs> They're going to be leaving, like, very quickly. No, I mean, it is, like, meant but, to But it is. It's going to bring more credit for now. And this is something that we're going to have to fight for. Honestly, I like I like it when you guys are up. I like it when you performing to us. Honestly, I, I am getting tired of winning so often here in Lee County. I am. It's just it's so like winning, you mean rigging the election so people like oh, Jonathan Martin walked in without even yeah, having a consumer because his his uh, the guy who normally held his feet got did a little rope a dope with Ron DeSantis. Yeah. Okay, like let's be real on that. So yeah, so we'll be looking forward to that. Hopefully, it's not uh, too much monkeying around from Ashley Moody and all the other folks. No, and I, that's actually really going to kill you guys. I mean, the, the Democrats are going to turn up. They are because we're not going to stand for it. Mm. The thing that's going to kill you is the bill that was filed by our friend Chris Troya's opponent, Jonathan Martin. Okay, what's this? Put case? in on Friday, which was the last day to put the bills in for the state legislature, which starts this Tuesday, the 9th, January 9th, because it's, a, it's an election year. Mm. Uh, but it basically eliminates all vote by mail in the state of Florida. Oh. If anybody has registered for vote by mail in the past month, it automatically cancels them, mm-hmm. and they can only re-register if they have legitimate reason for being absent, which includes being incarcerated, being disabled, or um, I don't think you can incarcerated people. Okay. Is incarcerated people if they can otherwise vote? Is what it says. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, even so, even yeah. though the, the Republicans in recent years have been like on this kick. Of like let's vote in person yeah. and all this stuff. Well, not in not only yeah. by the way are the biggest beneficiaries of vote by mail, particularly when you're talking about our populations mm-hmm. who actually mm-hmm. use vote by mail as a way to show that they are legitimate residents of the state. Yeah, this is going to hurt us. This is a stupid idea. Um, this is him playing to to the extreme election in Now, I do believe um, that we need a paper ballots and a paper. I don't like the fact that we have all. We literally have a paper ballot and a paper trail. We don't anymore. Not anymore. Yes, we do. Yeah, for everyone though. No, you get. You have to request the paper ballot. You have it. Okay, you need to do the Joe Biden whispering in the microphone. Okay. If you if you have to vote by mail, you actually have to scan barcode that. Yeah, no, that is. And it has a no, I am a porter. You walk into the voting booth, you get a paper ballot, you fill it out, you feed it in. Too. Not anymore. The last election we had, it was all digital. They printed it out. I'll, have to ch- I'll check. I'll check. I'll check this year. But I first one last year. I first one last. All right. I, then, then in that case, then that's good. If that's the case, then that's good because we need. I like paper ballot. Yeah. I'm telling you, when I voted last election, there was, it was all digital. I was not offered a paper ballot. No, 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 no. I don't want no, I'm not talking about a paper printout. I'm talking about a fill out ballot that is paper that is scanned. Paper will still say, and you can say, oh, it, I, I voted for Joe Biden. And then you can say, oh, that was wrong. 
No, I, I, I still think there needs to be. It is actually a law in the state of Florida that there is a bag, a paper backup. Right. They want to keep working on paper ballot, paper trails because that's something to distract. Yeah. So, Chris, we have one of the audience members that points out that there's bank transactions and a lot of things that are digital, but mm. there's, you know, he's saying that the, the paper uh, yeah, ballot. I will, I will give him that. But here's the thing. Again, I do support vote by mail. It helps Republicans. It helps Republicans because how many, most or a lot of Republicans are over. Let's just be real. And snowbirds. And a lot of Republicans snowbirds, right, who vote here. And so we need, so we need their votes. And this hurt their votes. And this is just Jonathan Martin trying to save face. Because here's the thing. Keep going, buddy. You're doing great. Here's the thing. You know, Jonathan, there's, there's like, and you know, of course, Smoking Joe, he's not the biggest fan of you. Smoking uh, Joe ran into who was like offended that I like touched his shoulder and said, Excuse me, can I get by? You know who I am. I'm like, um, Who, what? He, yeah, he messages me every so often. Why do you still do that show? Why do you still do that show? I'm sorry, I don't have a trailer park in a fortune. <laughs> <laughs> I'll smoke some camels, I guess, feel better. And I know he, he's been going after Jonathan and Spencer and all the elected officials. And so I think he's just trying to save face to try to make sure that sort of those, those you know, members of the party. The favorite thing about Republicans is how you guys just cannibalize your own and don't give a fuck about it. We, we do. We do. We started, we, we, we license our own accountable. Um, we can. Uh, sometimes we're not always successful. Let's be real. I had but, somebody call me saying they're going to primary Byron. Ooh, like a major Pip. major guy, or is it the same guy who ran last time? It's a lot of people with a lot of money on Collier who are really pissed at Byron. Okay, so it's a Collier person? Okay, right, well, that would know. Of course. But anyway, I'm like, whatever you need, friend. Whatever so you need. So we're back to... <laughs> We're back to bi-weekly now, That's by the way. So let's bring that up. We'll be in. And if anybody's into the reality show that yeah. is second place. I am, I, am praying for a, I am praying for an upset in the caucuses. The caucuses tend to do that. You know, the Iowa caucuses, they don't always go as, as people plan them out or people think it's going to be. So, <laughs> excuse me, I can see something like DeSantis pulling out an upset or, or something or Donald like or being card on Monopoly, second place in a beauty contest. <laughs> It is at this point. So we'll see what happens. Um, I am for a miracle, honestly. I, I want to actually be a contest and not just a Trump coronation. So. so anyway, so we will see you next time on Democrat and Republican Walk into a Bar. Thank you so much for our host, Ollie's. And thank you for all against me. Thank you for being here. Yeah, I love having an audience. It makes it so much more fun. So if you come and visit us here next time, on social media and we're going to be hosting these events again every other week never kind of walk into a bar drink up at four and the live show starts at 4 30 assuming our host and co-host <laughs> i can manage the technology on time be sure to get your subscription to this show on the big mouth media website at bigmouthmedia.com you next time. I've been your Democratic host, Dr. Kenny Danye. And I've been your Republican host, Sean Hartman. Oh, we will talk about FTC starting tomorrow. FTC starts tomorrow, so I'm going to have to go do work. All right. <laughs>